Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome everyone to Too Good To Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subjects for today's show are skinwalkers, doppelgangers, and black-eyed children. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject, then research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if the theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter and shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in new, different ways and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names, we apologize. Neither of us have any particular knowledge of Native American folklore or urban legends. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. And we respect old cultures and folklores, including those of the Native American peoples. If we offend anyone, that is not our intention, and certainly apologize. Today's subjects, skinwalkers, doppelgangers, and black-eyed children are listener suggestions. So a shout-out goes to the listener. Yes, a shout-out for the great suggestions. This is the type of subject matter that I'm really interested in. But why don't you start off with skinwalkers? Here's a definition from Wikipedia. Quote, in Navajo culture, skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The term is not used for healers, unquote. 
This leads on to a definition for the Navajo, again from Wikipedia. Quote, the Navajo are a Native American people of the southwestern United States. The Navajo people are political di politically divided between two federally recognized tribes, the Navajo Nation and the Col Colorado River Indian tribes. At more than 300,000 enrolled tribal members as of 2015, the Navajo Nation is the second largest federally recognized tribe in the United States and has the, lar and has the largest reservation in the country. The reservation straddles the Four Corners region and covers more than 27,000 square miles of land in Arizona, Utah, and New Mexico. The Navajo language is spoken throughout the region with most Navajos speaking English as well." Unquote. During World War II, the Marines used the Navajo language to send secret coded messages, which enemies were unable to decipher. I think we will get you away from United States history. Is there anything up to date on the subject of skinwalkers? There was a controversy in 2016 when Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling was criticized by Native America, Americans for inaccuracies in content on her website under the heading History of Magic in North America. What did Rowling put on her website? According to the website Oregon Live, the content was as follows, quote, legend of the Native American skinwalker, an evil witch or wizard that can transform into an animal at will, has its basis in fact, writes Rowling in the introductory story. A legend grew up around the Native American Animagi that they had sacrificed close family members to gain their powers of transformation. In fact, the majority of the Animagi assumed animal forms to escape persecution or to hunt for the tribe. Such derogatory rumors often originated with nomad medicine men who were sometimes faking magical powers themselves and fearful of exposure." Unquote. Native American animagi is a term Rowling uses for the evil witches or wizards that she describes. Accusations of being evil, murdering, and persecution and fakery would of course be upsetting. Was there any form of statement? The following is from the same Oregon Live website article. Adrienne Keene, a postdoctoral fellow in Native American studies at Brown University and a member of the Cherokee Nation wrote on her blog Wednesday, that a number of things in Rowling's story stand out and deeply concern me, including Rowling's portrayal of skinwalkers. The belief of these beings has a deep and powerful place in Navajo understandings of the world, she writes. It is connected to many other concepts and many other ceremonial understandings and lifeways. It is not just a scary story or something to tell the kids to get them to behave. It's much deeper than that, unquote. Later in the same article, the late author, Tolly, Tony Hillerman is mentioned. He was awarded the Navajo Special Friends of the Dine Award in 1991 for his portrayal of, of Native American life and belief systems. He authored a novel entitled Skinwalkers in 1986. The book was adapted for television as a mystery movie by the American public broadcasting system in 2002. Here's a storyline from the Internet Movie Database. Quote, Faced with the murder of three medicine men, Navajo police must find the culprit, that the murders appear to be the work of a skinwalker skin or bad medicine man, complicate and illuminate the detective's work, unquote. So a skinwalker is a bad medicine man or woman who can turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. 
Yes, according to Cryptid, Cryptid Wiki, a skinwalker is also a shapeshifter. Quote, in many Native American legends, a skinwalker is a person with a supernatural ability to turn any creature, turn into any creature he or she desires. To be able to transform, legend sometimes requires that a skinwalker wears a pelt of the animal. In most cases, a pelt is not used in modern times because it is an obvious sign of them being skinwalkers. It's a common theme found throughout cultures all over the world and is referred to as shape-shifting by anthropologists, unquote. What exactly is shape-shifting? Wikipedia has a definition, quote, in mythology, folklore, and speculative fiction, shape-shifting is the ability of a being or creature to completely transform its physical form or shape. This is usually achieved through an inherent mobility of, of a mythological creature, divine intervention, or the use of magic, unquote. So how does the skinwalker get the ability to, to shapeshift? Cryptid Wiki provides an explanation. Quote, the Navajo have some, have some of the most well-documented and arguably some of the most interesting laws surrounding skinwalkers. The Antony practitioners of witchery are people who have received supernatural power by breaking a cultural taboo. Upon initiation of Antony, a person is said to have gained the power to become a Yinald Lushi, which means with it, he goes on all fours in the Navajo language. This is done by a dance song ceremony used to curse instead of to heal. Although both men and women can become Antony, men are more commonly initi initiated. It is generally thought that only childless women can become witches. Not every witch is a skinwalker, but every skinwalker is a witch. In some stories, people who have attained the highest rank are called Yati, which means pure evil. This can be achieved by killing a close blood relative, incest, necrophilia, or other culturally, cultural taboo and evil acts. Upon completing one or more of these acts, it is said to destroy their humanity and allow them to become fully initiated in the way of witchery, unquote. What powers do skinwalkers possess? Again from Cryptid Wiki, quote, The Yi Nao Lushi can be spotted and singled out from other people because their eyes glow like an animal's, sometimes even more so, even in human form. In animal form, they can be spotted by moving stiffly and unnaturally or acting strangely. Skinwalkers use spells and charms to instill fear and control their victims. Some of the tools at their, at their disposal include fragments of human bone launched by blowguns, which can poison and kill the unfortunate victim, and human bone dust, which can cause paralysis and heart failure. Skinwalkers have been known to find traces of their victim's hair, wrap it around a pot shard and place it into a tarantula hole. Even live rattlesnakes are known to be used as charms by the, skin, by the skinwalker. A skinwalker can use anything of personal belongings and use it in ceremonial rituals against a person they're doing evil against. Skinwalkers use a powder called corpse dust, also known as corpse poison, corpse powder, and antony to poison victims. Corpse dust is composed of ground infant bones, often twin infants, specifically bones from the fingertips and back of the skull. The Yi Naldushi blow it into the faces of their victims or down the chimney of the, of the victim's home. Soon after the victim breathes the dust, the tongue starts to swell and blacken. They undergo convulsions and die not long after. Unquote. 
Has a skinwalker ever been caught in the act of employing their evil magic? There are several videos on YouTube as well as witness accounts elsewhere. Here is an account of a murder committed in Flagstaff, Arizona from the Weird United States website, but the account only includes speculative, speculation rather, regarding the existence of a skinwalker. Quote, in June 1987, the mutilated body of Sarah, Sarah Saganito, Saganito rather, was found in a rocky area behind where she worked at the Flagstaff Medical Center. I think with that, we'll have to continue the quote after the break. Yes, we'll continue this quote and talking about skinwalkers, doppelgangers, and the black-eyed children after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. skeptic or a believer join me rob mcconnell as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the exxon radio tv show on xzbn and the exxon tv channel on simul tv since 1990 the exxon radio tv show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard together we'll investigate ufos aliens ghosts bigfoot psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more 
Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we're discussing skinwalkers. And Dad, you were discussing account from the website Weird US. So can you please continue with the supposed account? Yes, back in June 1987, a, a, a mutilated body of uh, a lady was found. And here's the continuation of the quote. Georgia Abney, a professor at Northern Arizona University, was arrested that September and tried for a murder. Part of the woman's left breast had been bitten off and the prosecution offered testimony that the bite marks matched Abney's teeth. The defense countered that circumstances circumstances surrounding Saganitzo's slang suggested a skinwalker witchcraft murder, including a broken stick left across her neck, as well as a clump of grave grass found next to her pickup truck. Abney's attorneys first tried to implicate Saganitzo's former boyfriend on the flimsy basis that he was a member of the North, of the Native American church. But investigation pro- pro- proved that the man in question was at a sweat lodge in Tuba City on the night of her murder. Nonetheless, Abney was acquitted. Did a guilty man go free or do murdering skinwalkers sometimes prowl Arizona? Unquote. So what do you do if you come across a skinwalker? Again, from the Weird US website, quote, just to be safe, it might do to consider the advice of Navajo student, of a Navajo student interviewed in 1977. If you ever see the skinwalker, just stand up to him. If you show him you're scared, man, he'll kill you. If you stand up to him and stare at him, he won't hurt you, unquote. If a bad medicine man or woman or shaman is being guided or controlled by negative entities, I wonder if a spiritual approach would be helpful in defense against a skinwalker. I don't intend finding out, but for countering bad magic, J.K. Rowling in her Harry Potter books included professors that that taught classes in the defense against the dark arts. But it is clear from multiple sources that the Navajo would rather not talk about the subject. Incidentally, there is a Skinwalker Ranch, well known for all sorts of paranormal phenomena, but we don't have time to discuss that today. Let's move on to doppelgangers. Can you provide a definition? The German word doppelganger means double-goer. The following description is from Wikipedia. Quote, a doppelganger is a non-biologically related look-alike or double of a living person, sometimes portrayed as a ghostly or paranormal phenomenon and usually seen as a harbinger of bad luck. Other traditions and stories equate a doppelganger with an evil twin. In modern times, the term twin stranger is occasionally used. The word doppelganger is often used in a more general and neutral sense and in slang to describe any person who physically or behaviorally resembles another person, unquote. 
We will continue with the definition that includes doppelgangers as just lookalikes. Rather, we will focus on when non-biological doppelgangers have shown up in people's lives. The folklore tells us that doppelgangers don't cast shadows, so there is a means of telling them from real people, apparently. But here is an account of the doppelganger of Emily Sagay from the website ThoughtCo. Quote, one of the most fascinating reports of a doppelganger comes from American writer Robert Dale Owen, who recounts a tale of a 32-year-old French woman named Emily Sagay. She was a teacher at Pensionat von New Welke, an exclusive girls' school near Walmar in what is now Latvia. One day in 1845, while Sagay was writing on the blackboard, her exact double appeared beside her. The doppelganger precisely copied the teacher's every move as she wrote, except that it did not hold any chalk. Thirteen students in the classroom witnessed the event. During the next year, Sergei's doppelganger was seen several times. The most astonishing instance of this took place in full view of the entire student body of 42 students on a summer day in 1846. As they sat at the long tables working, they could clearly see Sergei in the school's garden gathering flowers. When the teacher left the room to talk to the headmistress, Sergei's doppelganger appeared in her chair where the real Sergei could be seen in the garden. Two girls approached the phantom and tried to touch it, but felt an odd resistance in the air surrounding it. The image then slowly vanished, unquote. The story is intriguing, but there is no explanation of why Sergei's doppelganger appeared. The next story, again from the ThoughtCo website, suggests that a doppelganger appeared to John Dunn in preparation for tragic news. Quote, the 16th century poet whose work often touched on the metaphysical, Dunn, claimed to have been visited by his wife's doppelganger while he was in Paris. She appeared to him holding a newborn baby. Dunn's wife was pregnant at the time, but the apparition was a portent of great sadness. At the same moment that the doppelganger appeared, his wife had given birth to a stillborn child. The story first appeared in a biography of Dunn that was published in 1675, more than 40 years after Dunn had died. The English writer Isaac Walton, a friend of Dunn's, also related a similar tale about the poet's ex experience. However, scholars have questioned the authenticity of both accounts as they differ on crucial details, unquote. Didn't President Lincoln experience his own doppelganger? The following is from the website Doppelganger from Carol Sandberg's biography of Lincoln. Quote, a queer dream or illusion had halted Lincoln at times through the winter. On the evening of his election, he had thrown himself on the haircloth sofas at home just after the first telegrams of November 6th had told him he was elected president. And, look, and looking into a bureau mirror across the room, he saw himself full length, but with two faces. It bothered him, he got up, the illusion vanished. But when he lay down again, there, is, there in the glass were two faces, one paler than the other. He got up again, mixed in the election excitement, forgot about it, but came back and, haunt, and haunted him. He told his wife about it. She worried too. A few, a few days later, he tried it once more, and the illusion of the two faces again registered to his eyes. But that was the last. The ghost since then wouldn't come back. He told his wife, who said it was a sign he would be elected to a second term, and the death pallor of one face meant he wouldn't live through his second term. Unquote. Are there any recent stories of doppelgangers? That's what's really odd. The accounts seem to stop around 100 years ago, although there seem to be 
plenty of classic works of fiction using a subject. Maybe the idea just left people's imagination, except for one episode of the television series The Twilight Zone, entitled Mirror Image, originally aired in 1960. We have time left to talk about black-eyed children, which seems to be a more recent subject. Yes, it is a more recent subject than doppelgangers. Here's a, here's a description from Wikipedia. Quote, black-eyed children or black-eyed kids are an urban legend of supposed paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes are reportedly seen hijacking or panhandling or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. Tales of black-eyed children have existed since the 1950s, unquote. Okay, so an urban legend, that probably means that there are some really creepy things to talk about, usually with some kind of twist. According to the website Snopes, the urban legend only started after a horror movie about black-eyed children was made. But are there any claimed real-life accounts? There are quite a few with people feeling uneasy and then seeing the black eyes and immediately running in the opposite direction. But the following count from the Ranker website has unfortunate outcomes. Quote, in January of 2016, a Vermont woman reported that she actually let black-eyed children into her home. A blizzard was raging, ravaging the world outside her door, so she was very surprised to hear a loud knock on it. Figuring someone probably crashed their car trying to navigate the weather, she made her way to the door and peeked out the window. There was no car. She described the feeling of dread wash over her for reasons she couldn't understand. The banging continued, so she decided to wake her husband to let him answer instead. Two small children were on the other side of the door, and they were not dressed appropriately for the storm. The woman and her husband let the little boy and girl inside despite the great sense of unease the present made them feel, and regretted it almost immediately. Their cats hissed and seemed just as bothered by these kids as they were. It didn't seem to matter what she asked them. What happened? Are you lost? Want some cocoa? The answer was always the same. Our parents will be here soon. She made them cocoa anyway, and when she returned with the mugs, that's when she noticed their eyes. They were completely jet black with no whites at all, just giant black pupils. They asked for the bathroom, and she directed them to it. Then everything happened all at once. Her husband's nose started bleeding. The power went out, and as she rushed to get a tissue, she was confronted by both children staring at her from the hall. Our parents are here. Just like that, they walked out. She watched as the creepy children got into a black car with two very tall men in suits. They left. Within months of the encounter, her husband was diagnosed with skin cancer. She began suffering from chronic nosebleeds as her husband initially had, and her health began, a slowly, began slowly deteriorating. She is certain it is because of the black-eyed children, unquote. Is trying to enter a person's home a common theme? It appears to be, as well as suddenly vanishing. Here's a story from the creepy ghost stories website that occurred one Halloween, related by a woman from North Texas. Quote, it came to around 9.30 in the evening, and there seemed to be no more visitors, so the witness let, out, let their dog out while her husband went up for a shower. Suddenly around 10 p.m., there was a knock at the door. She glanced through the door glass and saw the silhouette of two small children, so she turned on the porch light once more. I think we have to go into the break, Justina. 
Yes, we'll continue with this account of the supposed black-eyed children after the short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, 
they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com. We look forward to serving you. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to c-h-u-r-c-h-e-s-care.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were discussing a supposed account of the black eyed children from the website Creepy Ghost Stories. So, Dad, can you please continue with this account? Sure. Wondering why small kids were out so late, unaccompanied, she opened the door. Opening the door only a little so the dog didn't get out, she was surprised to see a boy and a girl around 11 years old, not wearing any costumes. The girl asked politely to use the phone to ring her mother, which the woman thought was strange in an age where kids are glued to mobile phones. The girl replied that her phone battery was dead and insisted again on coming into the house. When the woman hesitated, despite her natural intrigue, instinct to help. The girl added that the the boy needed to use the toilet. It was at this point she noticed her completely black eyes and every hair on on her body stood on end. The girl kept insisting, but the woman shut the door. She said to give her the number and she would call up the parents. There was no response, so she went to the house and could see the kids standing under a streetlight, staring at her house. She lifted the phone to ring up for a neighbor and suddenly the kids had vanished. She never saw them again, unquote, unquote. We have time for one more story. Yes, the following is from the Lineup website. Quote, on March the 17th, 2008, a 12-year-old boy had a bone-chilling experience in an outlet parking lot. While waiting in his mother's pickup truck for his mother to finish getting a haircut, he saw a boy walking across the parking lot. Thinking it was his friend from school, the boy banged on the window until the other boy turned. Realizing it was not his friend, the boy in the truck watched in confusion as the strange kid walked up and stared through the window. The boy caught one glance at the other boy's solid black eyes and knew he was staring into the face of evil. You must let me in, the black-eyed boy demanded. Panicked, the boy in the car crouched under the glove compartment. 
After several minutes, the black-eyed boy finally disappeared. When the boy's mother returned to the truck, she informed her son that the black-eyed child had come, in, had come into the salon demanding the keys to her vehicle. Thankfully, the boy's mother did not give in, unquote. So it doesn't have to be a house. In this case, it was a vehicle. Yeah, I wonder why the black-eyed children want to gain access to any type of enclosed space. Just before we move on to the questions, is it possible for a normal person to have black pupils in their eyes? No, dark brown is the closest, but the whites of the eyes are also black for the black-eyed children. So these beings must be something other than human. Well, I think with that, it's time for the first question. Why did J.K. Rowling conclude that the legend of the Native American skinwalker, an evil witch or wizard that can tra transform into an animal at will, has basis in fact? Basically because there are some human accounts of this happening. So it's off of the eyewitness accounts and also off of all the legends. So many different people actually believe that they have seen a skinwalker transform. Actually seen a skinwalker or seen a skinwalker transform? Transform. Did legend grow up around Native American evil witches and wizards that they sacrificed close family members? Yes. Why was Adrian Keene, an academic in the field of Native American studies, deeply concerned following J.K. Rowling's comments about skinwalkers? Basically because skinwalkers are not something that is very common or commonly thought of. And when someone like J.K. Rowling, who has a following, talks about them, it makes it difficult since it brings them more into the public eye. Does belief in skinwalkers have a deep and powerful place in the Navajo understanding of the world? Yes. Is belief in skinwalkers connected to concepts, ceremonial understandings, and the way of life of the Navajo? Yes. Are actual Native American beliefs surrounding skinwalkers much deeper than just the content of scary stories? Yes. Was an objective of author Tony Hillerman in writing fiction about skinwalkers intended to publicize rather, their possible existence? In a way, yes. Is a skinwalker a bad medicine man or woman who can turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal? That's what they have been thought of as, yes. Are skinwalkers shapeshifters? Yes. What exactly is a shapeshifter? Basically something, someone, a being, who can transform into multiple forms. So they can have their actual form and other forms, such as animals, different views of themselves, even shadows sometimes. So basically it's something that they can put on a mask in a way. Are skinwalkers people have received supernatural power by a dance song ceremony used to curse instead of to heal? That's what it is thought of, yes. Can only childless Native American women become witches? In the thought of the traditions, yes. Is the highest rank in witchcraft achieved by initiating initiation through conducting an act of true evil in order to, to destroy an individual's humanity? Yes. Do, do skinwalkers' eyes glow like animals? Yes. Do skinwalkers in animal form move stiffly and unnaturally or act strangely? Sometimes, but not all the time. Do skinwalkers use spells and charms to instill fear and control their victims? Yes. Do they use fragments of human bone launched by blowguns which can poison and kill? Some of them do, yes. 
do they use human bone dust to cause paralysis and heart failure? That's what it is thought of as, yes. Are live rattlesnakes used as charms? Yes. Can skinwalkers use the personal belongings of victims in ceremonial rituals to complete acts of evil? That is what it is thought of again, yes. Do they use a powder called corpse dust composed of ground infant bones to kill their victims? Not exactly. There's more to it than that. Is it true that a skinwalker has committed murder? That's what it's thought of, yes. When you say that something is thought of, does that mean it's actual or just people's beliefs? So in some cases, yes, it's actual. But in other cases, it is what it's believed. But in the case of skinwalkers, for the most part, they do very negative things. But it's not always the same between one skinwalker to the next. For skinwalker sightings, if you stand up to them and stare at them, you won't be hurt. Correct. What is the point of skinwalkers? Basically, they're evil and they're there to harm others. So they are connected to some very nasty, evil things where their whole goal is to basically destroy a person, including destroy their soul. Are there skinwalkers beyond those associated with the Navajo? So not exactly, since they would not be called skinwalkers. But there are people who try to cast spells, do evil things, and use sacrifices in all different cultures, not just the Navajo. Why, besides the obvious of avoiding a subject related to evil, are Native Americans reluctant to talk about skinwalkers? Basically, since they want to stay more positive and not talk about the negative aspects. And it's also something that has been deeply rooted and passed down from generation to generation. So the belief is that these do exist, but when something's very bad, it's better to not talk about it or bring it up. Is most of the Navajo shamanism and magic associated with positivity? For the most part, yes. Changing subject to doppelgangers, is a doppelganger a non-biologically related look-alike or double of a living person? Yes. Does a doppelganger bring misfortune or bad luck? Not exactly, no. Are doppelgangers ever seen as not casting shadows? It would be possible, but for the most part, no. In 1845, when schoolteacher Emily Segay was writing on a blackboard, did her exact double appear beside her? Yes. Did the doppelganger precisely copy Emily's every move as she wrote? Yes. Did 13 students in the classroom witness the event? Yes. During the next year, was Emily Segui's doppelganger seen several times? Yes. Did Emily's doppelganger appear in full view of the entire student body of 42 students on a summer's day in 1846? Yes. Was Emily in the school's garden gathering flowers at the same time her doppelganger appeared in her, in her chair? That's correct. Did two students approach Emily's doppelganger, touch it, but felt an odd resistance in the air surrounding it? Yes. Did Emily's doppelganger then suddenly vanish? Yes. What was the reason for Emily's doppelganger appearing again and again? Basically, that is more of a negative doppelganger. So there are two different types of doppelgangers. There are the ones that exist that are just basically a result of genetics. So two people may look very similar, and that's just the result of the genetics and the genetic pool. However, there are also bad doppelgangers, as in the case of Emily, 
or the these doppelgangers basically want to come off as real and kind of replace the person. So the doppelganger was trying to convince the students it was real and basically wanted to take Emily's place on the physical plane since the doppelganger is in more of a spiritual plane than a physical one. Was it common years ago for doppelgangers to appear in the manner of Emily's doppelganger? No, it's not a very common thing that happens. It's usually that the doppelganger basically attaches on to the person, then looks like the person, and then tries to come to the earth plane. So you can think of it as a negative being who, as we talked about before, kind of transforms. Why did Emily's doppelganger suddenly vanish? Was it because replacing Emily was unsuccessful? Yes, and the students obviously noticed that it was not Emily and something was terribly wrong. I think we'll have to do uh, go through the next question after the break, Justina. Yes, I think so too. But you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, 
or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. And before the break, we're going through the questions and the psychic insight about skinwalkers, doppelgangers, and the black-eyed children. So, Dad, can you please continue with the questions? Yes, I think we'll ask the last doppelganger question again. Why did Emily's doppelganger suddenly vanish? Was it because replacing Emily was unsuccessful? Yes, and the students obviously noticed that it was not Emily and something was terribly wrong. Was John Dunn visited by his wife's doppelganger while he was in Paris? Yes. Did his wife's doppelganger appear to him with great sadness, holding a newborn baby? Yes. At that moment, did Dunn's wife give birth to a stillborn child? Yes. So this is not really a negative doppelganger, but a messenger. How did John Dunn's wife produce a doppelganger to provide the message? This was basically the baby's doing. So the stillborn wanted to send the message that he should get home and check on his wife. So this really would not be a doppelganger, but more of a spiritual message, since it was not an exact copy. It was more of a message that showed the situation to him and was basically telling him to go check on his wife. Did newly elected President Lincoln look into a mirror across the room and see himself full length with two faces? No. Where did the story come from that Lincoln had seen his doppelganger? It was basically made up, so someone thought it would be an interesting story. Was the story made up after Lincoln's death? No, it was during his lifetime, but people thought that mirrors were something that was more evil. So many stories were made up about mirrors. Why have there not been recent reports of doppelgangers? Because people are usually pretty freaked out by them, and they don't think it is anything to really report, since sometimes it is only for a short moment. So usually when someone sees an apparition, such as a doppelganger, they automatically dismiss it and assume that it is not there, which basically makes it go away. So acknowledging it, such as in Emily's case, makes it so it wants to keep coming back, kind of. Well, in other cases, if someone just thinks they saw something and then thinks their mind tricked them, it's more likely to go away. Has there ever been a situation where a doppelganger has been successful in replacing a person? There have been situations where the doppelganger has gotten close, but no, it would be almost impossible to actually replace the person since the soul, everything would have to be replaced. Changing subject to the black-eyed children, why did tales of their existence only start in the 1950s? 
Basically, that's when people actually acknowledged their presence and when they became more popular. How can black-eyed children make people feel uneasy even before their black eyes are noticed? Because they're not positive and people pick up on the very negative energy. <clears throat> in January of 2016, did a Vermont woman let black-eyed children into her home? Yes. How did the two small children arrive at the residence, not dressed for the weather with no car in sight? Because they didn't arrive in the physical plane since they are more negative beings. Why did the couple's cats hiss and seem as bothered by the children as a married couple were? The cats didn't like them and wanted to get away from them. Why did the husband's nose start bleeding as well as the power going out? Because, again, the children are not positive creatures, so they were trying to basically harm them, and they can influence both electrical devices and energy. Did the two children get into a black car with two very tall men in suits? Yes. Who were the two children and the two men? Negative beings. Why had the two children repeated the words, our parents will be here soon, as an answer to all the questions while still in the house? Basically, because they wanted to be let into the house, and in their minds, they wanted to basically make the couple feel bad for them. So that's the key with these children, is that they appear in children form, because that's usually when people will step in and help them. After the visit, why did the husband contract skin cancer while the wife began suffering from chronic nosebleeds with her health, slow, health slowly deteriorating? The nosebleeds were an influence, but the cancer was not influenced by the children. That was just the unfortunate series of events. In North Texas on Halloween, did a woman see in her doorway in the late evening a boy and a girl around 11 years old not wearing costumes? Yes. Even after the woman had noticed the strangeness of the children's black eyes, why did the girl insist of, of, on going into the house? Because that's the point, is that the children want to get into the house. Since if you invite them in, they have more, you can say, power over the home and can do more negative things. In 2008, in a parking lot, while the mother was getting a haircut, why did the black-eyed boy make demands to the son to let him into the pickup truck? Again, so it could have some power and influence over the pickup truck, since the main thing for them is inviting them in. So that was the reason why the black-eyed boy had entered into the hair salon to demand the keys from the mother. Correct. And again, they use the children for a sense that people are more likely to trust children compared to adults. What would have happened if the black-eyed boy had got, it, had got into the pickup truck? Many different things, but you can think of it as very negative beings slash negative force where they just want to harm the people and make it a very negative situation overall. Why don't these entities make their eyes a different color than black to make their job easier? They don't have the power, so there's limitations to the form they take, where creating eyes means that something usually has to have a soul. And when they don't have a soul like other beings do, it would be almost impossible to actually disguise their eyes. So you could say they are not the smartest beings since they don't think of picking up some glasses or sunglasses to disguise themselves, since they are not an actual physical form. So they have some knowledge of the earth plane, but not complete knowledge. What can we do to get rid of black-eyed children? Basically, just try to think positively. Keep putting up protection around yourself and your home with a white light bubble. And you can think of them as like another form of negative entity. 
So such as demons, that type of thing. You could think of them like that, where they just basically want to harm, and they only have certain abilities on the earth plane. They try their best to trick and harm people in multiple different ways. So to answer where they came from is that they came from where other negative beings come from, where their only task, their only goal is to harm as many people as possible. And it should also be stated that they only appear sometimes, since it takes a lot of energy to become an actual child form. What can we learn from people's experiences with skinwalkers, doppelgangers, and black-eyed children? Basically, that there is negative side to everything. And just to be more alert, not just for physical reasons, such as other humans harming you, but also for spiritual reasons. Make sure you always tell someone where you are going. Make sure you are always conscious about who you have in your home. And always follow your intuition. So if something doesn't feel right, if the situation doesn't feel right, if you feel that something's just off, get out of there as soon as possible. And with regard to these situations, not everyone will see a skinwalker or a doppelganger or the black-eyed children, but they are different experiences. So the people who have had these experiences are pretty much terrified of what happened to them. And it's best to not comment at them and say they are wrong or that they didn't see it but instead try to provide some comfort to them. That was the last answer. With a little knowledge is defense against skinwalkers, doppelgangers, and black-eyed children too good to be true? That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, there's three subjects uh, that were from a a listener's suggestion that uh, I really knew nothing about. I'd heard about doppelgangers and vaguely about black-eyed children. But the term skinwalker, besides the skinwalker ranch, really didn't mean anything to me. So I really appreciate, we both really appreciate the listener suggestions. Yes, I mean, I like these creepier subjects, so I have heard about them before. But it was interesting to kind of get a different perspective, hear some different accounts. And I think the most interesting one to me was Emily's story about the doppelganger. I thought that was really interesting that all the different students saw this doppelganger and were wondering what was going on. And that's a hard thing with accounts is usually it's one person. But this was interesting since it was a class full of people plus the teacher's account. Yeah, I think that story is a bit of a classic for doppelgangers. There seems to be a lot out there on that. I think we have to mention something about the Navajo. Um, they seem to have documented very well skinwalkers, but as the Psychic Insight has said, um, there's other similar uh, creatures or beings that uh, are around. They're just happen to be called skinwalkers associated with the Navajo, and that they're, they're not, uh, it's not just uh, a Navajo thing. And also, it was mentioned that um, the majority of Navajo shamanism, etc., is totally positive. So I think we need to be clear that just because Navajo uh, seem to document things well, it doesn't necessarily mean they're any different than any other uh, people. Yes, I think something interesting that we've kind of included in other shows is that different cultures have different cultural beliefs. So I think that's something interesting for me, from my perspective, is with some of our shows, we get to see things from different cultures, even though they're a creepier subject. It's interesting to see how different cultures have different experiences, different beliefs. And I think that goes back to what we always try to stress is that everyone has their own individual belief, including the different cultures. So it's interesting to learn different specific, such as skinwalkers. Yes, and uh, I think we will, having had such interesting subjects today, we have to ask for some more listener suggestions because uh, 
usually they're wonderful. Yes, as always, the listeners can go to our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True with, with the first two spelled T-W-O. You can message us on there. You can like our Facebook page. And you can always go to our website at TooGoodToBeTrue.net. You can always email us at there. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every listener. And we look forward to next week's show. skeptic or a believer join me rob mcconnell as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the exxon radio tv show on xzbn and the exxon tv channel on simul tv since 1990 the exxon radio tv show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard together we'll investigate ufos aliens ghosts bigfoot psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV. Plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Zone, sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world 
interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.